with us on the podcast. So, what what is this? This is a, this is a per, uh, okay. This is a personal air conditioner. Yeah. Oh, it's a a personal air conditioner. May, may kind I? Of. Welcome to Voice Podcast. Today, as guests, we have the living proof of a genius. I should say, his name is Ken Rogers. He basically, right now, repaired the sound system of my podcast just with a touch of his magic touch. How do you call it? The magic touch? I call, it's the magic touch. Magic touch. So, without wasting any time, which we've lost so far, I'm introducing you to Kian Rogers. He is in a fabulous program, which is... Computer Programming Analysis. Computer Programming Analysis. And that's so amazing. So, Kian, uh, the first time I met you, I was recording an episode. And, like, you said you wanted to be on the podcast. And I said, yeah, so what... And your pitch was like, you basically can repair everything, which is like computers, uh, everything from any ages, basically, yeah. since existence. How, just how did that start? Uh, just give us a bit of a background of, you know, like, uh, what do you do? Like, you have a business also as well. And uh, so what do you repair, basically? I repair every, if you can hold it in your hands, mm -hmm. I can probably repair it. Mechanical, as in cars and engines, not so much, but car speakers, the wiring, yeah. uh, electronics, microphones, cameras, yeah. phones, laptops, you can hold it. Mm -hmm. And for example, like for this episode, we really have like a lot of fancy stuff. For example, like right now, we do have things which I don't know, like there's a thing which I'm pretty scared, I'll be honest. It looks like it's about to blow up with us on the podcast. So, what what is this? This is a, this is a per, uh, okay. This is a personal air conditioner. Yeah. Oh, it's a a personal air conditioner. May, may kind I? of. Yeah. This plate gets really really cold. Really. This thing gets things really cold. This. Yeah, and the other side gets really hot. It's piezoelectric. So it's a heater and it's an air conditioner. Yeah. Yeah. Well, wow. As in, it doesn't blow cool air, it just gets really, really cold here and you can hold it against your head. Okay. Like that. It has yeah. to be plugged in. It has to be plugged in, definitely. Like, Which I would not recommend right now. Okay, okay, yeah, I, I'll leave it. Yeah, I, I don't want to get all messed up. But what, what, so, this thing was, how long did you take, how did you come to build that thing? Uh... Uh, that thing, I'm sorry, your air conditioner, your the, personal the, air. The, just the thing, the thing. Uh... Yeah. Last year, I was at school, and I thought, hey, it's so hot. Wouldn't it be so funny if somebody just had a little air conditioner in their hand that you mm -hmm. could put up against your head to cool yeah. yourself down? And somebody else said, yeah, that would be pretty funny. So I went home, and I just slapped it together. This is a power supply out of the inside mm -hmm. of a terminal mm -hmm. at the grocery store. This is just a CPU cooler from a computer. This is a thermoelectric cooler. One side gets hot, one side gets really cold wow. because of fancy physics. And if you cool mm. down the hot side, the cold side gets even colder. And this is just a 5-volt regulator that I built. And, and it's just hooked up together. It runs off 12 volts. Yeah. That, that's like, even if I don't understand most of it, them regulators and stuff like that. Cold. 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 Cold regulators. It gets cold. It's cold. That's it. That's it. And 
so now speaking about this has been your passion right yeah uh, like uh, when did it all start like you decided that you're going to repair everything that you can literally hold in your hands well first it started as computer programming two mm -hmm. years ago uh grade 11 i took my first computer programming course mm -hmm. and just it, it everything clicked people say after a month of language it just clicks for me that course was the click for what I would want to do before the plan was the military or just a nine to five. Yeah. But then for like eight months, yeah. every single day I spent all of my time learning computer programming and C sharp specifically the absolute basics, learning them 100%. Yeah. So I could go on to learn other languages. Yeah. And then, uh, I got a, somebody gave me a microwave and I tore that apart in a shed outside. I uh, did that for a couple weeks, and then I took a big wooden bench and I moved it into the storage side of the garage. And over months and months and months, I, it just kept getting bigger. I would sort and collect capacitors and magnetrons yeah. and transformers and just little electrical components. I got my first soldering iron. It was $15 from Princess Auto. And I've moved up and up and up and up, and the garage has slowly been cleared backwards. Yeah. So the space keeps expanding, and now yeah. I've got drawers and I've got equipment and I've got just printers and storage and everything is sorted and so you would say like the first thing which you ever repaired was a microwave no the first thing i ever yeah. tore apart in a professional capacity yeah. was a microwave i've been tearing things apart since i was a little kid i had a collection of circuit boards yeah oh so it's it's something like since like a young age yeah since yeah. very very young age i would just tear things apart so i could mm -hmm. look at it so did it start by yourself like uh like you just like for example, how old were you? Can you recall how old you were when you started tearing like those things apart? Toddler. Toddler. Wow. Uh, my dad. He was yeah. he was one of those kind of techie guys. Techie had, guys. Yeah. We had a DS light, and he had a box of parts that he mm -hmm. would swap them out with, and I wanted to be like him, so I tore apart mm -hmm. a bunch of my toys and collected the circuit boards. Yeah. And then I got. And then I got worried that they would get mad, and I cried, and I put it all <laughs> no. into a box and hid it under my bed. <laughs> that's, that's cute, though. Like, like you, you were caring, cautious of your parents, but also I think you were scared also. Like, yeah. oh, oh my god, like, how am I going to get, like, scolded or everything yeah. like that, you know? Like, but hey, like, just, like, I think it's the curiosity aspect of it, you know, like, just... And how did you, as you grew as a teenager, started to feel like that programming course was the moment it clicked? Like say, oh, no this lead is up. There wasn't any lead up. The mm -hmm. that the summer before the start of the programming course, I worked as a farmer. Okay. I had a couple fields I tended to by hand. When I turned like ten, I was yeah. kind of anti-technology. I didn't want to play on the game systems. I wanted to go outside. Yeah. I wanted to do big manly things, be a yeah. big man. Yeah. Uh, but then as I grew older, I was still anti-technology because of other factors in my life. Mm -hmm. People I didn't like or who were actually really techie. But then I got that course and it just clicked and I realized I can do what I want. Yeah. And like, so would you say like for you it was, how was the learning experience the first time? Like you were, like you said professionally wise, you was the microwave. How was it as an experience doing it the first time? Like, hey, I need to repair that. I was hungry. I was, I was hungry for knowledge. Yeah. I wanted to learn. Yeah. I'm going to stop touching the table. <laughs> We can do some beats with that. Yeah. Yeah. Sound. You have something to record. 
<laughs> yeah, but anyways, like, uh, so how, how long did it take you, like, a few weeks to repair the microwave? Oh, no, I didn't, I didn't repair it. Yeah? I just tore it apart and collected the, if, if I can't fix something and it belongs to me fully, mm-hmm. I tear it apart to its absolute extent. If it can be taken apart without breaking it, yeah. it comes apart and I sort the parts yeah. and whatever I can't use, like, the, pe- the supporting pieces of plastic or the metal enclosure mm-hmm. goes to scrap. Okay. And I just kept those components. Mm-hmm. So, we just, like, when it belongs to you, so what uh, do you specifically learn when you break things apart? Like, what, what's the outcome of learning? I learn how they should work. I learn how they should act. Mm-hmm. So if I had another microwave that came in, yeah. and I saw something that looked out of place compared to that first microwave mm-hmm. I took apart, then I know I should probably start there in the repair process. And would you say, like, you remember every stuff that you repair? No. No, like... I've taken apart so many microwaves. Yeah. You have to take apart a bunch of that thing, for me at least, to get a general understanding of how it should work. Mm -hmm. That's, like, to me it's so amazing, because for me, like, basically what I can... I can repair, like, my sink and stuff like that, but if I get into techie stuff, like, there's so many wires, there's so many... Things which needs to be comprehended in terms of electrics. So how, how would you say, like, if someone's starting to learn those stuff, how to start? How would you say, like... Get something you own that's yours, that's broken or just not usable anymore or will be thrown out. Tear it apart as cleanly as possible. If you need to kind of pry it open and break it, do it. Just see what the process is of taking it apart. Yeah. And, uh, like, and one thing which really impressed me, like, when you said, like, you wanted to be on the podcast was, like, you showed me some pictures of stuff that you had, and there's one thing that you showed me which seems out of my mind, like, I didn't know, like, Microsoft has such old, if we can call it a PC. It's the PC 7000. It's a PC 7000. I think I'll show it it to everyone. Okay, this is the first time we're going to make people visit actually the surrounding of the podcast, how it looks like. So, pardon for the messy style. So, I'm just going to rotate the camera and we're going to show people how, basically, how it is. And so, let's go and see this beautiful piece of art that you've got. Just zoom in on that. It's, it's the Sharp PC-7000. Yeah. So this yeah. runs on five and a half inch floppy drives. There's two slots. Oh, listen to that. You, it's, it's not going to boot into Windows. It's not going to boot into Linux or Mac OS. It's, yeah. This is it. It's a command line interface. There was no GUI. GUI is graphical user interface. It's like the mouse dragging across Windows. That's a yeah. GUI. That's not here. This is it. This is all it is. I think you can bring it closer. No, no, you can't bring it. It's like something which it's all cables and stuff, right? Yeah, but it's plugged into the wall. Yeah. It's a portable computer. Yeah. As in you can pick it up because this weighs 19 pounds. Okay, yeah. Yeah. That's So you can say, so was this meant to be transported and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, it was one of the first portable computers. That's amazing. So, yeah. so what what would people do with this back in the days? Accounting mostly. Accounting. Yeah, okay. that was if you had this, you were an accountant. And and how would you like use it? So were there like things like you know like pen drives or there were no such things? I guess at this like, point. 
you have to give something to your colleague like hey, like sets is... sets of data like yeah somebody's like your instagram profile my yeah. hearing it's a duck. your instagram profile all yeah. the data from that would be in a set and then just it would be organized and it could be stored in this so, like a dat databases 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 of different information and that's useful because you don't have to have it on paper. You can copy this seamlessly and yeah. maths and just hand it out. That's amazing. And I guess it's not a lot of gigabytes or megabytes. A couple megabytes. Like when did you start? Uh, so Afrotech, what is it? Uh, Afrotech computers. Afrotech computers. Yeah. How long have you started this business? Uh, year and a half. Year and a half. Yeah. And how, how do you find it? Like, uh, for example, like you're a student managing a business uh, and also coming to a college. And how is it for you? It's great. I, I make enough to live mm -hmm. and I'm comfortable enough that I don't have to stress so much about it. Yeah. So like, and how did you start to get people? To you know, uh, hey, I repair stuff. Like I just started. How how would you get people to start coming to you? Like Facebook groups, mm -hmm. local Facebook groups, people yeah. asking for tech support, or family friends mm -hmm. saying, hey, do you have a techie son? That's that's a stereotype. Yeah. Having a techie son that goes and do, does things for people. Yeah. Um, a lot of word of mouth, like a yeah. lot, a lot of it. And lately, it's been the biz business cards. Yeah. Uh, and uh, would you say like uh, people are impressed by your skill, like what you do, like at such a young age, being so responsible, and also delivering like a satisfaction of service, you know, like. And yeah, I I say it's more shock. Yeah. Yeah. yeah because some people will say like, oh, but you know, you're just out of college, you're still in college, you're like, oh, I might not trust, but you're super good. I've seen your works, your photos, which you sent me, like. I'm all wild and it's like, you're a genius to me, like you're a genius, like how you did all this just in one and a half and two years. And that's amazing. I think it's just inspiring to hear someone just do that in two years time. And I myself, like I just started a new course. So I, I think just to become half of what you do in terms of pure talent. I'm, I'm two things. I repair things in three things. I refurbish things that I get from scrap or just buy broken yeah. and sell them. That's my yeah. biggest point of sale. Second biggest is mobile repair tech. I go to you to repair your things, whether it be mm -hmm. your printer, your computer, your, your laptop, your phone. Mm -hmm. This bag weighs, I carry okay. this every day and it weighs like 40 pounds. It's 40 pounds. Let's get it. Let me get it. Let me get it. Yeah, it's heavy and I lift heavy. <laughs> oh, oh, you okay? Oh, be careful. Yeah. yeah, the cord. Yeah. So what's in these 40 pounds of bag? There's a lot of pry tools, a lot of screwdrivers, a lot of bits. Just a lot of tools to ensure mm -hmm. I can open something the right way. Yeah. And how do you, you open things the right way? So, like, like if somebody has the wrong size bit to open something, yeah. they'll, they're going to strip the screw. And if they strip the screw, they're going to have to press way harder. Yeah. If they press way harder, they're going to break something. So definitely just by pressing something you're trying to, it can break something inside. I, a hard drive will break with a, with a hard fart against it. <laughs> just things break yeah. all the time for no reason at all sometimes. Mm -hmm. And if they're going to break for no reason at all, they're going to break because of something bad way easier. Wow. So like basically it's not to touch it, you know, like if I, 
I have something like something is broken, like my my thing, my roadcaster is broken. I don't try to f just push around with it or do stuff. You should. I I, I encourage it. Do yeah. it. See how it works. See if if you know what's yeah. broken, you can fix it. Mm -hmm. So to like opening things properly. Yeah. We're going to say that right now. Let's go. Like you would have like one little mm -hmm. pry tool. Yeah. You've seen little plastic ones and online repair yeah. things. These are all tools specifically made for prying things open the right way. Okay. Wow. You could have one or you mm -hmm. could have this. That's a lot of stuff. Yeah. What is... How did you get hold of all of this? My goodness. This, this, and this yeah. came from one kit. And then all the colored ones came from one kit, and this and this came from one kit, and I just bought this at Princess Auto. It's a tiny little pry bar. Wow. Look at that, how cute it is. It's like usually there's big stuff to, you know, yeah. like clog and everything. So that's cute. Yeah. So basically, all of these can open everything, right? Most yeah. things, yeah. Most things. What's one of the stuff that you receive from people or that you bought? It still impressed you to this day that you had to open and I'm like, wow, this is hard to open. Like a hard thing to open? That yeah. Laptop screens. Laptop screens, Laptop yeah. screens, like the little ridge around it. Uh, oh, yeah. Use this here specifically. It's made specifically for laptops and laptop screens. Oh, right. It's curved so you can get in mm -hmm. and then push and pull to undo the clips without yeah. breaking the plastic. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Right. So, like... This side, I use it and I just... That's just for getting in and starting it. Getting in and starting it. Without and breaking it. Yeah. Yeah. There's a way to do it without breaking it, right? Yeah. Or, and then this would be just yeah. to, You stick it in to hold it open so you can go to a different spot and pry. Alright. So, different spot. I've opened it here. Then I just go like then that. Then just wedge that in and then wedge. take this yeah. and pry along different spots. Undo all the clips around it. Okay. It's like a dentist works. Like <laughs> yeah, I have that. Thing is, I have dental picks for, yeah, clean, for cleaning, like the, the like phone charging ports yeah. or AirPods yeah. or. Oh yeah, I think it's cool. Like hey, yeah, it's sometimes you can't clean up things like that, and dent. I would never imagine using a dentist stuff into like into a tech thing but hey that's innovative a way to do it without breaking it and when you started the programming course was it like all by yourself or someone that inspired you to get into really repairing everything i was frustrated seeing how easy it was to fix things but people were just throwing them away yeah. because they would rather buy a new one than have it fixed yeah basic things which people like out of the blue they took like 30 minutes one hour they would probably fix it yeah, if it could. Yeah, if you know, like even absolute basics, like hey, there's something loose in here. I mm -hmm. should probably find where that is and put it back. That's it. Yeah, some some of those stuff are like very much like this, but like internally, like for example, like a like I have for example a laptop, which is like oh, like the screen is not displaying anything like that, or my keyboard is not, any keys are not working. Would you say like if I opened it up and I just focus really? One hour. The, the magic touch, take everything apart and just kind of clean it a little bit and then put it all back together. Yeah. Maybe it was a connection issue. Maybe it was a RAM issue. Maybe it was something mm -hmm. else. Yeah. Take it all apart and put it back together. Yeah. And because, you know, sometimes people like, uh, they, they prefer to buy something new because there's that trust factor. Yeah. And also like, because I think it's very, very technical what you do. It's like, 
I think like not many people, 90% of people would be like, I'm not, I'm not touching it. But also there's a trust factor, but do I trust a technician or that yeah, thing like that's... that? Because people get scammed so much. Yes. Oh, but you know, like there's so much more that happened into your, there was this issue, which I thought was the first one, but actually when we look at it now, there are three, four issues and this is going to cost like a lot. So would you think like this has been like a very bad practice, which people like have been doing? It's a practice which technical people, mm -hmm. like actual people who are very techy and mm -hmm. can kind of repair things, they get too confident yeah. in what they can do, and then they end up breaking something. I did that. I did that for the, the first couple months, the first year-ish. Mm -hmm. I worked mostly with devices I owned, yeah. so I could break them, and I could make those mistakes. So it didn't happen to other people's things. And now I only do something yeah. if I'm nearly 100% confident I can do it without causing further damage or breaking it. That's, that's absolutely amazing. And to this day, how would you say uh, on a like count, uh, stuff you've repaired, how many have you repaired to Hundreds, this day? A couple thousand. Wow. Thousands, like two years, it's like 600 days. So you're on average, like, like several. A lot of things that come in just need simple fixes. Like, uh, you said people get scammed all the time. Mm -hmm. And I said dental picks for clean charging ports. I had a guy come in. He got quoted $150 for a full charging port replacement at You Break I Fix. And he brings it to me, and it's just compacted lint inside of his charging port that I had to get out with a dental pick. Wow. And that was it. I charged him five bucks. <laughs> that's like, that's so messed up though. Like, how? I've I have seen laptops mm -hmm. brought to me where the technicians, it was like a simple thing that mm -hmm. was broken. Maybe the screen's broken, but they bring it in and then the technician, you, all these other things are fixed. I once had a laptop where all the connectors were disconnected and the tech did that so he could show the person, hey, I replaced the screen, but nothing else is working. What the hell? To scam them. It's like, and how is it like, how do people... How do you know, like, this is a, like, a trusty tech guy, which I can go to. Like, for example, not everyone can come to you, Kian. But yeah. if St. Lawrence College has stuff to repair, hey, give your business to Kian. He's amazing. Uh, and he will do it genuinely. And he's learning also. And he's super good. Just really super good. But what would you say to people, like, who are, for example, like, in Vancouver or Montreal who are listening to this? Like, how to spot a genuine tech guy, like, who could repair your stuff? If your friend recommends somebody maybe go to them but if a random person if multiple random people with no connection to each other recommend somebody go to that person because a friend of a friend can be like oh hey i know a guy he's pretty tech he can probably fix this mm -hmm. or you can get a tech with an actual reputation with multiple people mm -hmm. that aren't connected to each other yeah that's like uh so word of mouth basically you know like word of mouth yeah that's how we know each other like word of mouth meeting uh, like that, we just started talking basically. And uh, so what would you say, like, what needs to change into your industry, into what you're doing? Access. Access to repairability. Mm -hmm. It uh, is a thing called right to repair. Mm -hmm. Apple is against it. They don't like people repairing the their phones. They want you to bring it to them so they can just sell you a new one. Yeah. They serial A couple of years ago, they serialized the screens so that when you replace the screen, mm -hmm. there wasn't any face ID and there wasn't any touch, like fingerprint sensor. Yeah. 
because the serial numbers didn't match. So you had to buy like a third party reprogrammer to reserialize it. Apple didn't Apple didn't approve of the reserializing, but you had to buy a really expensive tool to reserialize it and get face ID and true tone and fingerprint sensor back. So basically it's better to buy a new phone at this point. Well, no, you can live with that. You can live with those things perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. But recently they got in some legal trouble, so now that's gone. Uh, Now you you can just replace the screen and nothing happens. And how would you say how crucial it is to have a right to repair? Very crucial. Mm -hmm. If nobody ever has to come to me to have their things fixed Mm -hmm. ever again, I'm I'm perfectly happy with that. Yeah. If they know how to fix it, Mm -hmm. that's perfectly fine. Yeah, it's true, like, because it's... It goes very cool, uh, like, to what you say, like, repairing things is, like, making people autonomous. Like, you know, like, I I bought something, it's my property, and it's my right to do, like, whatever. Yeah. If I feel in the right capabilities to repair it, I can repair it. Or it's, like, basically just telling people, oh, that you're hang on to me, like, yeah, so you just need to be that way. So it's, it's pretty scary <laughs> in yeah. a kind of way, like, if you cannot, like, repair your stuff and how would you say like uh on your side like what what's one good thing about repairing in your daily life like what do you love so much like every day discovering new things yeah i love understanding how things work Mm -hmm. i love making things too so the more i repair things Mm -hmm. the more i can understand how those professionally made circuits work and operate and i can integrate that into my own creations yeah and now we're going to more fun stuff. Like, I'm going to ask you to rank. We are going to do a sort of ranking. Oh. Like, uh, show, rank to us, like, uh, the best top five devices you've ever worked on. The Android A52, the phone. Android A52. I love it. It's my phone. Yeah? I've repaired it so many times. It's yeah. so modular. The chips are public. The schematics are public. The rest, I don't know the specific names, but... Laptops with lots of modules in them, so you can just replace that instead mm-hmm. of going in with ex- do expensive board work. Yeah. Uh, phones that don't have completely impossible seals, like some phones glue it down yeah. with super glue or something similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, phones that are easy to open, anything that's easy to open, things that have been yeah. opened before, like iPads. Yeah. iPad screens are a pain to get off. It's, Cause you get stabbed with glass all the time, but if somebody's oh, repaired, sh- yeah, if somebody's, if <laughs> yeah, I've got so many little cuts over. Yeah, over I can it. see that. Yeah, if somebody's repaired it before, there's weaker glue on it. So second time repair iPads, mm-hmm. and then that yeah. that was really fun to repair the yeah. the PC seven thousand. I mm-hmm. spent like a like a good month on it. Yeah, there was a couple of chips and every single capacitor had yeah. to be replaced. And wh- where did you get uh, this? Uh... This PC. Uh, a little bit of background. Do you know what a dictaphone is? No. Do you know what a cassette player is? No. Uh, Do you know, know if you know? Drop in the comment what it is. You know what a VHS is? VHS, yes. Do you know the small VHSs that have music on them? Yeah. That's a cassette. Like the, the Walkman? Yep, Walkman. Yeah. yeah. And you know, there's office ones that like they used way, way back mm-hmm. in the 80s. And that com- it's the Dictaphone company. They went out of business. One mm-hmm. of their technicians mm-hmm. took a ton of stuff home yeah. and just worked on it until he was like 80, and then he gave it all to me. Amazing. So you got all of this stuff. I, got, I have so many Dictaphone cassette players and yeah. Sony Walkmans. It's yeah. insane. And I got that along with it. 
and uh, those are super cool i'm sure like some people would love to collect them you know like, yeah like and it can't sell pretty much because they're so rare to find well, if I list them all at once, yeah. people in this area are going to see that they're saturated and offering a lower yeah. price. So I got to sell them off slowly. Yeah, very, very like this small choice, small choice. And so to find the pieces to repay it, like was it difficult? Frankenstein them together. Yeah, yeah. Just use other broken ones. Yeah, and that, that's so amazing. Like it's it's a thing which I never knew existed. Like I I kind of sense there was a history to it, but seeing in front of me like that. I'm like, and to how the world has evolved to like a MacBook, which is right there, yeah. which is mine. It's, it's amazing. It started with something small and it's back again to something small. And uh, it's, it's just great how innovation and technology just goes so fast nowadays. And would you say like it's a big challenge for you? Like uh, that technology changes at a much rapid pace. Nowadays. I love it. You love it? I love yeah. it. There's more to learn. Yeah. And you think like it's that first of always learning that keeps you going yeah and what would you think like what is one thing that you think that humanity has yet to experience that will be invented will be invented yeah like you know like in the 2010s like inventing this iphone basically came with revolutionized the world with a smartphone what do you think is the next invention which is going to revolutionize humanity quantum computing quantum Qu quantum computers yeah so, uh, so that works off zeros and ones, binary math. Mm -hmm. I have a very limited understanding of this. Pl please don't yell at me if I'm yeah. wrong. But quantum computers work on zero and one and a state between that's either zero or one mm -hmm. or both or... Yeah. So, so what does that mean, actually? So this one works with, again, I'm sorry, like zero to... Zero, zeros and ones. Zeros binary. and ones. Binary. And uh, would you say like quantum is in between zero and one or can be both right if i get my quick tutorial from you right for me the way i see it is yes they work off that but yeah. also statistics and like infographics yeah. they, those on a world scale those take a long long time to calculate quantum com computers can do it like that yeah and so what's what's the gap uh, for innovation technology to reach quantum what's lacking to reach that level uh the cp the place where all the calculations are done mm -hmm. has to be like negative 100 at negative 200 c what does that mean negative 200 celsius or cold or oh, colder wow. like really really cold and if there's any vi vibration or movement the whole thing has to be recalibrated recal so it should be like in somewhere where there's no movement the cpu mm -hmm. is about this big yeah. And the machine that cools it and runs it and keeps it stable and does the calcul and feeds it calculations yeah. is like from here it it's this big. This yeah. whole room. Is this whole room? Yeah. For just one for just what to stabilize and keep one little processor yeah. running. And uh so this is the CPU. So what's what's the computer going to look like? That that doesn't make like a big difference, but what what would quantum bring to change in terms of like i don't think we're gonna ever gonna have it in laptops ever yeah if quantum comes to you can simulate quantum you can do the calculations on your phone yeah but it'll be far far slower mm -hmm. uh it'll probably be in places like data centers like google's data centers mm -hmm. or like supercomputers yeah for a lot of militaries use supercomputers for calculating mm -hmm. 
I, I don't even know. They won't tell us. Yeah, they won't. <laughs> but uh, what would you think, like, will why will it revolutionize human life? Everything revolutionizes... I don't... I don't understand everything revolutionizes human life. No, but quantum, like, so, like, smartphone for me, like, revolutionized. Like, I haven't seen something, like, surely social media along with smartphone for me has changed how society lives forever. So, I mean, in that way, how, because, like, for example, before social it'll, media... It'll, revolution, it'll, it'll revolutionize humanity behind the scenes. Okay. Like, trucking routes faster, more optimized, everything revolutionizing technology is just optimizing life mm -hmm. shorter paths sh shorter times better efficiency things will be some things will be cheaper some things will be more expensive it could calculate shipping routes across the entire entire world mm -hmm. better like would you say like for example when you say about routes would it help like for example urban engineers into better like hey i need to build this new road and stuff like that and an ai created a 3d model of a really really good fuel injector for a rocket and they 3d printed it and they used it amazing so without the help of anyone yeah amazing and it worked really like really really well it's, they're 3d printing rockets now that's that's so cool like i don't even know that so like that's that's amazing, like, that it just can happen like that, you know, like, something just, hey, that's your 3D rocket. Yeah. Take it. Yeah. I think the build time is 90 days. 90 days. 90 days, 90 for, days. for a rocket. Yeah. Uh, was it a big rocket, or was it, like, a like small? A, like, a, like, a, like a big rocket, like a yeah. NASA rocket. Oh, wow. That's big. Yeah. yeah. And, and what, what was it used for, like? Uh... Like refueling the space, refueling the space station is a lot of space missions, mm -hmm. and just going up, refueling the space station, collecting data, con connecting to satellites, going up, repairing satellites. Yeah. Do they? I wonder if they do repair satellites. I think so. I think it needs maintenance. But it's going so fast. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. Would you like to repair satellites? Probably not. <laughs> I want to get hit, hit by a chunk of metal going 1,300 kilometers an hour. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, spaceships, how, how, like, I think they should have, like, you know, like, guys who repair spaceships when they go on space. Well, yeah, space stations, but not singular satellites with yeah. that don't, mm -hmm. they don't have people on them. Yeah. They just operate autonomously. That's a, wow, that's, that's just amazing, like, how there are some things which are just up in space, you know, which connects to your TV, to your... Like, whichever connects everyone, it's just up there. Like, it's down there. Down there. Fiber optic cable. Mm -hmm. So, light is, is, light's pretty fast. Mm -hmm. Light is, it's about the speed of light. And satellites, they do play a huge part in global communication, but so do underground fiber optic cables. Like, they run across mm -hmm. the bottom of the sea all the way, all the way to the other continents. And that's what carries most of the data between continents. Not s satellites c carry a big chunk, but they carry mm -hmm. the most important stuff, like government level stuff for right. social media, like Facebook, Google, Instagram. Mm -hmm. It's just fiber optic cables in the sea. In a lower area of Europe, a lady was looking for scrap metal beside a railway, mm -hmm. 
and she was digging, and she hit something, and she severed a fiber optic cable, and a bunch of countries lost internet. Like, whole countries lost their internet access because this lady tried to dig up a fiber optic cable for scrap metal, and she broke it. It's pretty much funny how it just, like, it comes to one person just yeah. cracking, like, a fiber, and a whole country, like, just losing internet connection, like, and they should have been there, oh, what's happening, you know, like, and how did they come to realize, oh, but this lady was vandalizing our... Okay, because there's, there's relay stations, every 50 kilometers or so, there has to be a relay station to, because the light goes like that, mm -hmm. and goes across, but it weakens, and so the relay station just picks it up and makes the signal stronger. And so yeah. which, whichever relay station stops receiving data, mm -hmm. they know that the fault is between that is between those two relay stations, so they can look across that instead of looking across the entire thing. Wow. That, that's super amazing. It's, it's just knowledge for me. I, I just, like, I have, like, I just approve. Like, yeah, I agree with you. Old lady takes out internet of multiple countries. Old lady. Uh, hey, I, poor, poor old lady must be like, just, hey, I just want to sell some stuff. She, she just wants some metal. She just wants some metal. Just wants I, metal. I take it. It's there. It's nobody's person. Uh, how, how would you think that people like, like, basically, ma'am, you're like hitting private property here, so it's... No, it, it was, the lines are so long that it, it was beside an actual railway track. Okay. And for railway tracks, technically it's trespassing, but who's, they'll just tell you to get lost, really. Yeah. And yeah. if it's in the middle of nowhere, nobody's going to stop yeah. you. Yeah. That's it. And now, like, you have a lot of stuff behind me, like, basically, like... You came with a lot of stuff to show, and I think everyone would love to see what you brought so far. Oh, like, yeah. Uh, well, this is a thermal imager. This, so if a if a motherboard has a fault on it where it's a short and it things are connecting where it shouldn't be, that's gonna draw a lot of current, and a lot of current means a lot of heat. So it, instead of spending ten hours going through a board and trying to find the fault, I can take this and. Get, get thermal images of the board and see which area or even which component has the fault on it and has a lot of heat. Wow. Or if it's if it's a different or if it's a different kind of fault, then I know that and I know not to look for shorts. So I'll just turn it back on. So let me see if so wow. So what so how does this help you? So it helps me by cutting down diagnostic time. Repairing electronics uh, at the board level, re replacing the components, mm -hmm. that's the easiest part. Replacing the things and actually fixing them, finding the broken bits, mm -hmm. that's the hardest part. And and how do you... Oh, when you press the trigger, it takes a picture. Oh, it takes a picture, yeah. okay. And, and the, the arrows increase the thermal signature, yeah. or decrease it so you can actually see what you're looking at. Okay, so... I know, like, my camera is heating up right now, because it's getting... Yeah, you, you can see the camera. It's... Wow. That's What's so cool. From all the way over here, the max yeah. is 29 degrees Celsius. It's hotter than that, just because it's farther away, it's picking up less. Yeah, so if I become closer, it will be, like, much, much... Because I know it's hotter, because, like, yeah. as soon as it goes over 40 minutes, it starts heating up. And, like... I, I got that for dead... relatively dead cheap. It was only, like, 230. Let me see this one like let's see like this pc that's not even turned on it's not turned on so no. yeah 
Microphone. Roadcaster, let's see what Roadcaster. This thing which This had. is gold. So what's what's is it going to say? It's cold. Cold. It's coldish. Turn the heat signature. That just shows you more of the heat signature and less of the camera. Okay, so purple is cold. Purple is cold, hot is red. Hot is red. Okay. Amazing. I want one. I want <laughs> What's about you? What does it say? Oh, your head is hot. I think I'm... I'm <laughs> your head is you hot. Me, you call me hot-headed? Yeah, man. It's like, the hair. <laughs> look at you, the head is hot. <laughs> hot-headed. But it's like amber. It's like amber. So, like, the head is hot. <laughs> uh, how about me? Like, what, what does that say? You're pretty hot. Yeah, your head's pretty hot. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think, yeah, it's the thing which, like, the brain is, like, super, like... It's one of the things which all... But the so, brain is relatively low wattage. Like... How do I switch it off? I don't want to break... Oh, sh The TDP of the brain is pretty low. That's amazing. I, I, I... Now I feel like I need to have one, like, just to play around. This... This right here? Yeah. So, on a, an oscilloscope measured... For me, what I know is the oscilloscope measures yeah. the waveform of electricity and allows you to see it. This is a tiny okay. little pocket oscilloscope. And it allows me, like if I need to measure a signal going to a power switching circuit mm -hmm. on a laptop, I just use this and I can see if it's giving a trouble, if it's giving me trouble. So those two lines, the two lines on it, there's two lines in, and then using these probes, I can measure it. And this is also something called a function generator. So it generates kind of wave there's yeah. triangle waves and then sine waves and square waves that right now this is a one kilohertz square wave mm -hmm. and kilohertz is in it goes like that a thousand times a second that's when you hear like a 60 hertz monitor the refresh rate is it refreshes 60 times per second yeah then we have one ball which is up Okay. One kilohertz square wave, square wave-ish. So that shows the positive and negative wave. And that this is a really, really useful tool tool for me. I, I use this every single day. And and how, how again? How does it? How is it useful to you? Like what? What does it do? Remind me again. Uh, it shows me the wave form of electricity. So. In simple terms, like, so waveform. If you want to change the voltage from, like, mm -hmm. 12 volts to 15 volts, mm -hmm. you can do two things. You can use a, a switching regulator or a linear regulator. A linear regulator changes the voltage and then gives off the, the rest of the voltage as excess heat, which isn't good. You don't want excess heat in the circuit. But that's what this is. This is a linear, linear regulator on my little air conditioning thing. That's why, there's a, that's why there's a black block on it. That black block is used to dissipate the heat. This one. This. Oh. Sure. Right here. Yeah. This little thing. Just this little thing. Yeah. And then switching switches it back and forth in such a way that it creates a different voltage, and that creates very little excess heat. And if I look up the data sheet of whatever chip is on that circuit, and I look at the functioning range, if the switching is 
outside of that functioning range, I know that this that whatever circuit is trying to give the signal is broken instead of the regulator itself. That's amazing. So it helps you a lot. It saves you a lot of time and gets you directly to the point. Uh, well, without that, I wouldn't be able to diagnose anything. Yeah. Well, so, this too. Oh, this one, I, I have seen it. You've, you've seen one of these. This is a multimeter. This, yeah. is, a, this is a Fluke ET88. Yeah, it's it's like to test electricity in the circuit, right? Yeah. yeah. Fluke is like the industry standard. They're the yeah. top of the line, guys. Mm -hmm. I got this for free. I found it yeah. in scrap, and the display was smashed. I yeah. found it in scrap, and the display, it was smashed, and I, I replaced it with what I had on hand. And now I have like a yeah. four to six hundred dollar multimeter for free. Yeah, it's like super expensive. Like I couldn't like realize the price of it when I was working. Like the technician guy was saying, "Hey, this is expensive." Like yeah, yeah, wow. And that's that's the cheaper end. And it looks cheap, but it's actually super expensive. So I have a big like I have a bigger oscilloscope, but it's older. But I use it. It it goes up to like ten megahertz, so mm -hmm. ten billion. Mm -hmm. 10 million switches a second it can measure, mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure. This is only one megahertz, and for, like, this was a hundred bucks. The small one I got for free, or sorry, the big one I got free, I repaired it. The most expensive oscilloscope I've ever seen in person was a hundred thousand dollars. What is it used for? Measuring, measuring. Well, yeah, it's, it's, I, I understand. It's got, it's just got a, it's, I don't even know. I don't even know how to use it to its full extent. That's how insane it is. That a, a lot of learning for me is learning how to use tools. Yeah. Like there's entire classes, whole several month classes on how to use tools. That's just great. And what is this one? That little oh, this. on it. Like the gray box stuff. Chipmasters three thousand. This is a really this is really, really old. So in a desktop, if you ever hear the term bricked, it means that the BIOS has been corrupted and there's no way to update the BIOS and it's just completely gone. The BIOS is what contro controls all the little bits of it. If you want to reprogram the BIOS, that's not feasible for, every for an everyday hobbyist, but if you have one of these, this re reprograms BIOS chips or it reprograms whatever chip I want it to, to whatever I upload through this serial port. And I just do this, put the pin... Put the pins in the corresponding slots. Yeah. Plug it into my computer and re-upload it, and I can that way I can fix bricked motherboards, which otherwise would go to scrap and be completely yeah. wasted when they cost up to several hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. And would you say like uh, this helps a lot into like saving a lot of like equipments or materials which are needed to? It stops things from going to waste. That's yeah. one of my biggest things. I don't like seeing things go to waste. And like, would you say like, uh, your approach that you take to your business helps reduce waste consequently if everyone were to do it? Yeah. Like, like uh, I, I try to recycle or go put things in the metal scrap as much as possible. So like even the plastic gets, gets sorted and the metal, it all gets sorted and everything I take apart. And I have this big industrial trash bag. It's like 30 yeah. gallons. Mm -hmm. I have the big thing. And I have to take that out and replace it like every three weeks only. Because everything else goes to recycling or scrap. That's amazing. And uh, I guess like this could be such a game changer. You know, just having all the things scrapped up. Like 
repaired and how would you say like how people should dispose their electronic waste if you they were go to eway centers an eway center there go to kimco steel if you're in kingston mm -hmm. if you have electron if you have electronics mm -hmm. i take them and i dispose of them or i use them mm -hmm. but if you don't feel comfortable or if you don't want to do that or if you just want to make it easier kimco steel it's like actually pretty close by they take e-waste and metal and you can just dump it you can just go so you don't need i don't need to scrap everything i just dump it there yeah yeah you, no when no. i say scrap i mean tear it apart to its entirety scrapping is just the act of throwing it into a metal bin for yeah. a lot of people and would you say like to learn all of this take much much like all the time of your life to do or how or do you think like you get it very easily for you I think you need to understand how things should work before you can understand how they actually do work. Like, uh, there's a, there's a heater over there. I don't know exactly how that heater works, but I know how a heater should work. So mm -hmm. if I were to take the cover off that, I would be able to identify the different mm -hmm. parts of it without actually having the schematics for that one specifically in my hands. My goodness, we've been speaking a lot. Yeah. Is this... No, this is, this is like a normal conversation for me. You know, like, it's pretty much getting it conversational, you know, like... I spend a lot of my... I have autism, and I str for mm -hmm. a long, long time I struggled with social situation and understanding mm -hmm. how social situations mm -hmm. should work. Yeah. So I spend a lot of time thinking of scenarios and how to best deal with them in my head. Yeah. So, like, so how... Again, autism, like, it's something which I never really, like, research what it is, really. Uh, Neither did I. It's I know it's here, but I I basically don't distinguish uh, between people. Like you know, like like for me, everyone is like the same. You know, whatever. Yeah. It's just like I didn't even know you had autism, so I was like, yeah. For me, I don't I don't care. I don't care. Do, also. do what you want, but some people do care, and that's their right. They can they can do what they want. I live by a bunch of phrases. One of them is do what you want, but deal with it. Sure. I truly reach out. That's the first time. It's a motto which I really live to. I, in my head, it's like, we all have free will to do what we want to do in life because our life is ours. Your life is yours. It's the gift to you. It's yours to do. But also know that everything you do has a consequence, yeah. has a reaction. So if it's something good, Take credibility, take every recognition you can from it. And if it's bad, take accountability and try to find a solution. And if you can't, at least apologize for what you yeah. did. That's basically, it's it's what you said is simply like in a shorter term. But I do agree with you on that. You know, like let live. Life is about living and learning, basically. Yeah. We are not all born like, if we were all born just, you know, hey, I know everything. What's the point of living? Yeah, like if you don't make mistakes. You don't know how to learn better. You don't know, and it just like people. I think nowadays just want that instant gratification. You know, I want everything, uh, like that hard work which goes behind the doors, or the sweat and tears, the nights not going out and stuff like that. But then again, yeah, that's their opinion. That's, they they do what they want. They do what they want, and that's so cool about it. It's like. That's what cool, like, sometimes I find myself in conflict with, you know, like, oh, should I really do this or do that? It's like, still. Another really, another really good one for explaining impossible situations is technically yes, but practically no. 
-hmm. Like, technically, yes, I could work hard and build an entire house all by myself. Technically, yes, I could do that. But practically, no, I'm not going... I I don't... Practically, no. Not even a little bit. It's not... Like, you need people... Like, it's just about giving time and resource to the best people, to the... What they can do. Like, there are things which I can't do. I give it to the best people. Tomorrow, I can't... I can show it technically one day. Repair my roadcaster. Know why it's working this way or not. Do I have a time? Do I don't have a time? No. So I will leave it to Kian, who will surely have fun with it. And even it even works for like YouTube. You know all the numbers and letters that come after a YouTube video up yeah. on the link? That's generated by a formula. Technically, yes, there is an end to that formula. Technically, you could have so many YouTube videos that every single address is taken up within that space. Practically, no, that's never going to happen. There would be so many YouTube videos that it would... The numbers... It would be like hundreds or thousands or hundreds of thousands of years before that happens. And YouTube's... It's never going to be around that long. Oh, yeah? You think YouTube will disappear one day? Yeah. YouTube's going to disappear one day. Twitch is going to disappear one day. Twitch is going to disappear soon. Why? Because for big streamers, uh, usually the cut of donations is 30% to Twitch, 50 or 70% to creators. They just changed it to 50-50. And they cut a bunch of benefits, and now they're changing things up. And it's so chaotic, and Twitch is losing so much money. And all the, all the biggest creators are just leaving the platform and going to YouTube. They're, Twitch... It's probably going to stick around. It's not going to die-die, but just it's not going to be mainstream anymore. I think, would you think like Twitch was always, it was like the mainstream for streaming, but do you think like YouTube has always been leading like the video platform? Like, Well, YouTube is the second most popular search, search engine, search engine in the world. Right, yeah. Like you after thought, Google, which yeah. both of them are owned by Google. Like so. YouTube and TikTok, they're competing right now, but Mm-hmm. On TikTok, you can't just look up, how do I replace my floorboards? You can't do that, but it, you can do that for YouTube, mm-hmm. and there's tons of tutorials. Yeah. That's why TikTok is switching over to longer form content, so they mm-hmm. can, and they can monetize it too, because you can't put an ad in the middle of like a 30 second video. Yeah, it's pointless. It's like, pointless. Switch off. And so they're switching to longer form content, so they can have that, mm-hmm. and the creators can benefit off that as well. Yeah. They're getting rid of the creator fund too, I hope. I hope they're getting rid of the creator fund. Do you think like uh, TikTok is going to overtake YouTube? Like, I can't speak on that because I don't know yeah. en- enough yeah. about it. I yeah. don't. I don't think so. It, de- it depends which department you're talking about. Yeah. Generally, overall, no. I don't. I don't think so. Because YouTube has so much already core contents which are yeah. already there. You know, like the basic fundamentals. Yeah. Like I, uh, yeah. I, I can sit down and find. Uh, a YouTube video on, I don't know, Gerber, Gerber Life and all their scandals. And I can sit down, have that playing in the background while I work for half an hour and not have mm-hmm. to touch my phone. But on yeah. TikTok, you got to physically Yeah, you're swipe. just here continuing like that. And I don't use TikTok that much, but I'm pretty sure a lot of people do. And uh, so why, coming back to the question, why do you think YouTube will disappear? Because everything's... Uh, mm. Well, that, that's either, yes, one day we're all going to disappear. That's as what a, I mean. As the human race, we're going to disappear one day. Like, but it's not like in the instant future, like in 10, 15 Oh, years. no, no. I'm talking about like th- a couple hundred, like... Yeah. 
as the landscape of the world mm, changes yeah. and as the web yeah, changes it's, its core values. You you've heard of Web 3.0? Uh, yes, vaguely. I don't fully understand it, but the web changes constantly. Mm. Eventually, it's gonna become so different that old platforms that are sticking to their core values, that are sticking to the core values of the old web, are gonna die out. And has always been this way, like from yeah, one. It's, point it's always o, been this way. Yeah, one point to two point Yahoo, Yahoo's yeah. user design is awful. Everyone hates it. Yeah. I only use Hotmail accounts when I need to like get a free trial for something, and I can just make a garbage one. Everything, everything comes to an end. That's alright. That's a, that's how life evolves. Life always evolves. Yeah. Thus far, like in two years, you have repaired like one thousand. Well, like more. More than one. More, yeah. And what are the devices or tech stuff, things, which you would, top five items you would dream to repair one day? I don't really dream to repair devices. I, you know, actually, no, I lied. An RTX 3090 Ti. What is You know, yeah, no, <laughs> I lied. 100% lie. I know exactly what. Do you know, you know, computer, you know how computer graphics cards are fancy, right? They're expensive. Yeah. And everyone's like talking about them. The absolute top of the line one right now is an RTX 3090 Ti. What what's so special about this one? It's like the top of like top top of the line one. Mm -hmm. There isn't a better one. So is it used like in special cases? Gaming. Gaming. It's a gaming graphics card. Yeah. People use it for mining cryptocurrency too. People are probably gonna get mad that I said it's the best graphics card out there. Oh okay. yeah. Why? Because they're going to bring up like server graphics cards, like the A5000 that costs yeah. like thousands of dollars. It's so much that you can't afford something. Yeah. No, you, a lot of people can't even afford it. Yeah. I've never seen one in person. That's how expensive they are. Wow. Like that has a 30, my, my laptop that the camera is plugged mm -hmm. into right now for charging. Yeah. Uh, it has a 3060 in it, and the laptop was like $1,700. $1,700. Wow. Just because it, mostly because of the graphics card. And I bought that at the height of the graphics card crisis when supply chains were dying. Oh, no. Oh, no. Well, that's pretty messed up. Yeah. Like, do they, do they really come out short of supply sometimes, that stuff? Do you want to hear what caught? Do you want to hear what kind of caused the supply chain crisis? Sure. Okay. So when COVID hit, all of the man, a bunch of manufacturers thought that sales were gonna absolutely crash. Like car manufacturers mm -hmm. and just manufacturers for general devices thought they were gonna crash. So they didn't renew their contracts to to make the chips for their devices, and it takes months to make a a chip like that for a graphics card, or even like months to make one for a car. You know the chip crisis for the car? Yeah. No, 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 no. Oh, uh, like earlier last year, late this, early this year, mm -hmm. cars couldn't be fin couldn't be manufactured because they didn't have the computer chips for them. Like to move them, to move made cars around the mm -hmm. lot that didn't have the chip, they had to like take a chip out and then put it in another car so they could drive it and then take it out ah. and put it in it. And that was because when they dropped the contracts, they thought sales were going to go down. And it did at first. It absolutely tanked. Yeah. And then it shot up because people had a lot of money. Nobody was spending anything during COVID. Yeah. People had a lot of money. They were buying expensive things. They were buying cars. They were buying computers, things with chips in them. But when they went to go renew the contracts for the chips, other companies had already bought it up. 
So now, instead of months of backlogs because they didn't renew the contracts at first, they didn't have any contracts now. And so it took more time and more time and more time, and they built factories to make chips, and then one of, uh, one of the biggest ones burned down, and we're still feeling the effects of it now. Wow. That's, That's why graphics cards are so expensive, also because of cryptocurrency mining. I want to work on, like, the newest devices, but I, I want to have them myself and mm -hmm. then work on yeah. them. So in case something goes wrong, because I've never worked with it before, yeah. I, it's, my, it's my problem. If I break something on somebody else's device, usually I won't even charge them for the initial repair, and then mm -hmm. I'll have to pay to repair the device fully. Yeah. Because that's, that's just what you do. You don't... I've seen this a lot, surprisingly. Mm -hmm. Tech... Bad techs will break somebody's device and then continue to charge them for the repair that they caused. It's awful. It's awful. Like, it's not the guy, the person, like, who had yeah. an issue. Like, could have been a minor issue, but, like, now adding up to it. Yeah. It's just, like, I, I hate it. That's why I lost stress and I'm trying to learn things by myself sometimes. How is SLC helping you? How does this course which you're taking right now? Well, because for computer programming, I learned online and I learned a lot. I have, mm -hmm. I have built apps before that have like two of them have already been deployed i've built them with a couple of people but i picked up other people's bad habits because i learned online mm -hmm. when you learn online you have to learn that way you yeah. pick up all the bad habits of other people yeah. so i'm learning the right way okay and you you think like you're at the right place at yeah 100 slc is amazing yeah you you what, what do you love about that slc Got that game. We got the games room. We got pool. Yeah. We got like yeah. we got game consoles. We have an amazing community. We have communal spaces. Yeah. We have the Mui Lounge, the yeah. Davies Hall. We have the Innovation Hub. Mm -hmm. Not a lot of other colleges have that. Like they really? do, yeah. they do have hubs and things like that, but it's not the same as St. Mm -hmm. Lawrence. St. Lawrence is special. Special. So it's really true because for me, like it's the only college uh, I've been to. Uh, in Canada, basically. So I don't know the extent. Like, I know St. Lawrence has a good reputation, you know, but to that extent of saying, like, none of the college have this. So what would you say, like, what are many facets of St. Lawrence that are unique to you? Unique to me? Yeah. Probably the constant community involvement by the Student Association. Yeah. There are so many events that they throw, and it's amazing. Like, at this rate, yeah. Like... At this rate, like, I, I work, like, I don't work directly with them. So they are their own, like, uh, group of sections. So just to put up those events in short amount of times and making it happen, they do an absolutely great work. I say hats off to them. Like, I just host a podcast every week. But I'm like, wow, those guys do events, like, they are free in total, and they're just, like, five right now. So, yeah, they do all those things, come up, and... To make students, you know, have fun, you know, that's just, college life is also about having fun, you know, like, uh, you know, there are so many events, like, I attended, like, the Drag Queen show, I attended, like, uh, also, like, uh, live concerts, like, last Friday night, there was one, and, yeah, it's just so fun, like, was there the games nights, the yeah. games nights are there, where you play pool a lot? I love that, I play pool a lot, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, I, that's how I met you, like, you we, we oh, yeah, were, yeah. We were recording the podcast and then I say, oh yeah, you guys come in, like, I'm mostly finished. And yeah, so that's how we met, like, you were playing pool. And is there any, is your favorite spot around college? Favorite spot? Mm -hmm. Not really. Mm -hmm. I, I just walk. If you ever see me, you'll, you'll see me walking, oh, yeah. probably, because I walk everywhere mm -hmm. a lot. When I'm bored, I just walk. 
I don't like sitting down and just doing nothing. People see me walking a lot also. Yeah, you walk I, a lot. I, I walk a lot. Like, you see me just walking around. What yeah. do I do? I, mean, I just walk. Like, it's, it's being standing and walking for me is like just, it can be in movement, you know? Like, like breathing. Yeah. Literally, it is like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, except when I'm doing the podcast, I'm like sitting a lot. <laughs> so, well, yeah, but, but now we're like, yeah. you're, you're engaged in something. Yeah, it's like a conversation. So like, even like, I work in a standing office. So good. I'm so happy I have a standing office. Like, it's just for me, I love like standing. I don't know why. Just standing is fun. My desk is a little bit, my like my workbench is a little bit short. So if I stand, I have to be like, yeah, hunched over. Like even right now, you can see my posture isn't, isn't, isn't impeccable. Yeah, but even mine is not very good. Like, I tend to slouch a bit like that. So I should be really, like, standing like this, but I always incline a little bit just to get, you know, become comfortable. It's comfy. Yeah. It's a trade-off. Tomorrow, like, you become, like, the head of innovation at SLC. You know, like, you can basically do any creative project. I love doing creative projects. I love it. I don't do it often because not a lot of people know to bring things like this to me, but I love creating custom machines and devices for people. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people, they have these ideas of what they want to make. They don't know how to make it or it's just, it just sits in the back of their mind. Mm-hmm. That's where I come in. That's where I, that's yeah. what I do. And uh, so what, what would you do if you were at SLC tomorrow? Like you could implement a project or something that would. I would like... fix their website. I would fix SLC's. Oh. SLC's website navigation is awful. Yeah? Yeah. In which way do you think it's awful? Like, They're terrible at describing their programs. Well, it's on. If it was I'm talking directly to you. I know who you are. I don't actually know. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, like, I'm sure they would love recommendation to improve their website for sure. I, I love a website, personally. Yeah. I think I get lost. Like, for example, the website, I can get lost very easily. Like, I'm, I'm but, talking about the little, little small things. Like you hover over something and then the little box that comes up is confusing. Yeah. That's weird. It makes me feel weird. For me, you know, like for, for example, when I look at the program pages, it has a side menu to it. And then I just click on it and I know what it is. So for, for me, it's pretty, I've seen worse websites. Definitely I've seen yeah. worse, worse website than the center, right? <laughs> Yahoo. <laughs> Can we call it a website? Yeah. Uh, it's like, it's still very old schoolish. It looks the same like it was in 2009. Have you seen Craigslist? Oh my God. <laughs> it has change. Oh my, Craigslist is, it seems like a place where like you will get scammed a lot. It already gives you the vibe. Hey, you're yeah. going to get scammed. Facebook, oh my God. Facebook marketplace is worse than Craigslist. Like, yeah, I know what you mean by Facebook. Like, it's so hard. Like you have to save the things which you want to save, you know, like for example, just looking for latest posts, like, Oh no, I'm, I mean like as a seller, it's, it's, it's buyers and sellers and sizes, Facebook marketplace mm-hmm. and even people's behavior on it. Oh yeah. I'll post something. Hey, this is $5. And then they'll try to negotiate it, negotiation, negotiate it down to, would you take four for this? No, it's $5. No. And I'll have like 20 people message me, Hey, is this still available? And I'll message and I'll say, yes, it's still available. And they'll just ghost me from there. It's like, really like, I hate the automated responses. Write it, write what you want. Like every time I send a message or when I was looking for an off-campus room, I sent a whole message. Hey, this is what I'm looking for. This and is then what... they don't respond at all. They don't respond. I hate it. Like I took my time. I put, 
and you don't respond? Who do you think you are? <laughs> like, well, you don't think, but at least, hey, I read your message, I'll come back to you, or like, hey, this is, it takes 10 seconds to write this, you know, just. Even if, I'm, I'm even okay if you say you're going to get back to me, and then you don't. Like, that's fine. Just yeah. at least acknowledge, and you can see that they've seen it. Yeah, you can see that. That's a maniacal, like, yeah, you've seen it and you don't care. I do it sometimes also. Like, I also do it sometimes. <laughs> I want to be on the podcast. <laughs> Why? I just want to be on the podcast. Okay. Oh, that was the other guy. <laughs> doing, we're doing ASMR. Back again. Uh, so... Uh, tomorrow, like, you want to do any project that you want to do that would, you have unlimited budget, unlimited uh, resource, and you get all the approval, and it can be done magically tomorrow. What would it be? Moving sidewalks. Like, you know in an airport? Yeah. You can have the, it's like moving sidewalks. Moving sidewalks, and it's got, like, little transfer points, and you just stand, yeah. and you go, and that's it. Just to every single class it's mm -hmm. modular they can switch like train tracks just oh, yeah. off the stairs everything so you have like at the start you have a menu take me to room 204 no it's, it'd be like a bus stop where you have yeah. to know where to step to yeah. the side to get onto the other one okay and so can now people know you who have seen you on this podcast or listen to you uh can students approach you to hey can i need to repair my laptop i need to repair my headset yeah, uh, anything like that can they come to you hey yeah a hundred percent I absolutely encourage it yeah if it's something that doesn't require soldering or microscope or just complex tools I could probably do it on the spot oh right yeah yeah like I ha I'm not joking I have everything mm -hmm. I need for mobile repair in my bag yeah that's so cool and like and if there's anything which require additional can they give it to you like you you will do it like hey here's like can in two or three days or in one week can I have it or anything like that? Well, what I would do is I would mm -hmm. try to find the problem mm -hmm. so I know what I would need. Like if it's if it's not powering on, mm -hmm. I would open it then and there to see if the battery was puffed up or if there was mm -hmm. a visually broken component or just remove every magic touch, take everything apart, put it back together, mm -hmm. see if it works. If that doesn't work, I can let them know that it's a board level issue and mm -hmm. then it would be kind of pricey, like mm -hmm. 20 bucks to for diagnosis minimum. Yeah. And then they can choose whether to go forward from there instead yeah. of just me taking it and taking a couple of days and then like yeah. rough communication. That's cause that's weird. That's yeah. it feels it feels weird to me to not be involved in the repair of your device because yeah. it's yours. Mm -hmm. You deserve to know what's going on. True. And uh, would you say like, do you mind me asking how much are your fees? Like, uh, it's it's pretty rough. Like, yeah, yeah it's, it's very it, surreal. Like. like charging port. If if we're in the cafeteria, he come to me. You need your charging port cleaned out. Just buy me like a muffin from Timmy's. Yeah. It, it, or if it's like your laptop screen needs to be replaced and I have the screen in stock, like 20, 30 bucks on top of the screen. Or if I already have the screen, the screen like 20 bucks because that's the, that's the glory of scrapping. You can repair mm -hmm. things for cheaper than other places. Mm -hmm. Like not much. That's so cool. Like I think you deserve so much more, man. Like you do such amazing work and like, but I'm so grateful that you have this mindset of yeah. also like broke college students. I, if I charge too much, you're just going to not get it repaired and you're going to be out money to buy a new one. And then it's just going to be a pain for you. I want, I want life to be easy for people. True. I agree with you. And the world need more people like you. Definitely. And uh, where can they reach you? Uh, where 
can uh, students reach you? Uh, on Instagram, on... Instagram. I got, I've got a business card. It's got yeah. my email and my phone yeah. number, and I'm gonna get my. I'll put Insta a business card down there. Okay. I'll put the business card, the email, phone number. It will be right here, right now. Or Instagram, Afrotech Computers. Afrotech Computers. Or even, even if you know me or have my Snap or Insta, just, just ask around. 